0: hi welcome to wisdom's echo origin gates daily podcast i'm carl nicholson and for today's podcast i'd like to talk for a few minutes about um, skydiving which is something i do i've done in the military a bunch of times and i really enjoy doing it um, and on the civilian side or military side um, and then sort of want to tie it into uh, something you always spoke to me one time while in the process of skydiving that i think has value for us today um, so in the, on the military side, we call skydiving uh, military freefall because we have the regular uh, static line jumping where people jump out with a line ha- attached to their parachute when they jump out at like a thousand, 1, fifteen hundred feet, the parachute immediately deploys. Uh, well, in military freefall is like skydiving. You jump out a lot higher altitude, and when you jump out, <clears throat> you freefall in the air for however depends on how high you are uh, down to the pulling altitude where you pull the ripcord and fly the rest of the way under canopy uh, which typically for military and civilian there's generally about 45 seconds to a minute of free fall um, when, when we skydive in a normal jump so one thing uh, we joke about in the army throughout time is because everybody joins and we love to do all the fun stuff which is like just skydiving and the shooting guns and the You know riding motorcycles driving these tactical vehicles um there's all these fun things but we one joke we have is that the the army takes what's fun um takes the fun out of it and then you do it at night (laughs) and um the thing is there is so skydiving is no different we uh as fun as it is to jump we start adding equipment to us and then we do it at night and so that takes a lot of fun out of it when you think about it in a way because uh I don't know. You want all the dexterity and ability to move when you can, when you're flying, floating, plummeting towards the earth at a hundred miles an hour or more. Um, and so you have stuff strapped to you. It makes it a little harder. So it sort of takes the fun out of it, but it's still fun. So um, while we're, when, while we're training to learn to skydive effectively and to do more like combat focused skydiving, which means jumping with equipment and, you know, navigating to where we're going uh, once we get under canopy. One of the things we do is we always go to these uh, wind tunnels. So we spend a a good bit of time in these wind tunnels, which are like these, inside of a building, they'll have these uh, cylinder, huge cylinder-shaped rooms that are like plexiglass that is about 20 to 30 feet wide uh, uh, diameter. Um, And it has these huge turbine engines in the bottom of them that blows air up and they can turn the air up to really fast. Well, like I said, when you jump out of an airplane, a normal 180, 200 pound person falls at a at a at a rate of about um, 100 miles an hour, 90 to 120 miles an hour is the average rate of fall. So that gives about 45 seconds to a minute of free fall when you jump out at 14,000 feet or so. Um, and so anyways, we, we get inside these uh, wind tunnels and what we do is we, we take turns in there and we practice putting equipment on. <clears throat> we practice, um, we wanna be stable, so we practice instability drills, which are um, different things. We'll have people flip over to their belly, we'll have people do, uh, put equipment on and just push people and kinda do things to make people unstable, to practice getting stable um, inside the wind tunnel. And then we, in the air, we, uh, we practice all this when we're flying uh, in the actual parachute. A lot of times, so flying in the, um, jumping out of a plane and flying down in the air, the act, the air in real life when you're falling like that actually is a lot cleaner air than in a wind tunnel. Wind tunnel, you, it's, it's a, you know, created air that's going up and it's, it's, uh, it has a, it's not as clean as the air when you're just falling, falling through the sky. <laughs> so it's actually easier to fall in the sky, but I guess the stakes are just a bit higher. Um, so... <clears throat> In the process of this, if you've ever seen people or or skydived yourself or got in a wind tunnel, the most common position you see is people are people flying on their belly, right? And they have their arms and their legs extended, look like Superman flying on their belly. Well, when somebody's flying on their belly, you all, every input matters. Like your arm, you move your arm one way, your body's going to do something. You move your legs one way, your arm's going to do something. And so... It's really loud in there, so we communicate mostly by hand signals. Um, but the idea is to get stable and to be able to just fly yourself and and balance yourself and, and learn to go forward, learn to go backwards, learn to make yourself go up, learn to make yourself go down, because all of that matters when you get out in the sky, being able to control your body like that. Um, so we practice. you practice getting good at that. Well, we have something called, um, we call it finding your legs. And usually after about 60 or 70 jumps, um, we you find your legs. So what that means is, uh, whereas when you first get in a wind tunnel or in the air, you're flying primarily with your arms. Our arms are, you know, we tie our shoes, we eat our food, we work out, we do all so much stuff. We write everything with our arms and hands. So we're used to, our arms input is good. But when you're, skydiving your legs are actually better they're longer they they control their the way they're attached to our body is just the way you're, when you're flying through the air um you learn to fly with your legs and so at about 60 70 jumps we typically do what's called finding our legs and w- what that means is we're able to then navigate ourselves forward backwards um, as we need to with our legs and with our torso um and that frees up our hands to do other things. whether Maybe it's fix our equipment, maybe it's uh, direct us somewhere, maybe it's to make a more drastic movement, but we learn to fly with our legs. So all this process happens over time. Well, then um, take it a while longer, usually I wouldn't compare it to jumps, I would compare it to more time in the air, but what happens is one of the more advanced uh, positions of flying, if you ever see uh, these skydivers on the TV or you do it yourself or YouTube videos or the guys in the wind tunnel when they fly like standing up or sitting up. That's a, actually a really advanced position and it's hard to do. It takes a lot of balance. Um, you also fall faster. So when you think of presenting your body to the air or a wind tunnel, whether it's in a wind tunnel or in the sky and you, you're flat and you have arms and legs out, you have a lot more surface area hitting the wind. So you're going to go slower at like hundred miles an hour. When you position yourself like standing up, um, in the air, which is more like a like a pencil, you drop faster. So when you're in a wind tunnel and the air's at 100, 110, 120 miles an hour, and, and you want, if, if I stand up, if I decided to position myself like that, I would basically just go to the bottom of the wind tunnel. There's a mesh net down there and I would be standing on it. In order to fly, um, in order to levitate to, you know, I need it to turn it up. So they will turn the wind tunnel up to about 150 miles an hour and it's just it's blaring so when you're flying in the sky like that if i position to standing up or seated position in the sky i would fall a lot faster and whereas i have 45 seconds to a minute of free fall in a normal jump where i'm belly you know flying on my belly belly to the earth i may only have 30 seconds if i'm flying straight up it's also a lot harder to be stable like that so you get a couple things going right there's there's falling really fast, and there's, uh, it's, it's really difficult actually to remain stable and not just fall on your back or fall on your stomach or just start doing circles <laughs> trying, to, trying to figure it out. <clears throat> but, but it's important for us to, we like to advance the positions to figure it out because every little bit that we can get better at just helps us um, as we do the combat focus the jumping. Every bit of understanding and ability to fly our bodies in the air benefits this with operational stuff. So we're all about getting better. Well, when I was getting better at this, I remember when I first started trying to sit fly and they had to turn the air really high up in the wind tunnel. And when they turn the, the air up like that, it gets really, it's a little scary to be honest um, because one wrong move with the air going that fast If you if you make a wrong move, it can just slam your head into the side, or it can flail your body to the side, and and then if you you know there's there's stories of people getting injured inside these wind tunnels because they make a wrong movement, and at that at that speed of like 150 miles an hour, there's a a lot less room for error, so you have to be really careful. Well, when I was when I was uh, doing this, when I was learning to sit fly. Um, I heard the Holy Spirit speak to me one day and and it was it was the whisper in the midst of the storm because it, it is so loud in there. You can't talk. I mean, it's... And so I'm sitting here trying to sit fly. I'm fine on my belly. I can fly on my back. But sit flying is hard. So I'm trying to figure out and transition and do this. And the wind is just really high. It's not... I mean, the instructors can help a little bit at this point, but you, it's, you have to do it yourself. And um, I heard the... Holy Spirit say to me, avoid all extremes. And um, that actually worked. It actually worked. And so that's where I, I'd like to transition and kind of just tie this into what I believe the point is, sort of, and what, what I believe you always say unto us and how this is, how this is relevant for us. Um, <clears throat> there's a verse in Ecclesiastes chapter 7 where... Um, Solomon is talking to him. He's preaching. He's trying to teach him judgments. And he's, he's talking about uh, being overly righteous or being overly wicked. And he said, just f- avoid all extremes. You know, don't destroy yourself by being over-righteous and don't die early by being foolish, but avoid all extremes. And and that, that word is what helped me in that time while I was jumping, uh, uh, trying to transition and trying to figure out how to fly on my sitting up. Um, was it was so important but here, here's like here's the sort of the context i think um that i was in a very extreme situation um flying at that flying like that was very extreme and for me in that moment it was it was in super important that i avoided all extremes i could not be make extreme movements in that extreme situation I needed to avoid all extremes in order to be successful, so I would like to close with a couple of thoughts one I think it 's really amazing that that God speaks to us in our normal lives, like you know i wasn't I probably was praying and seeking answers <laughs> at that point actually i was I really needed God at that point, right because I was in an extreme situation but the but the reality is God met me in a in doing military training. Um, just in an atmosphere completely away from church and everything else, and I, I think it's so awesome and so delighting that that God cares about us. He cares about us, and he, he he's intricately um, interested in what we do in everything. And it, I mean, it's just so awesome that He's willing to to speak to me in that type of situation. That He He cares so much about our lives that He will meet us where we are and and talk to us. In whatever we're doing in order and and give us keys to success isn't that amazing what 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 other God could do that for people would do that for people yeah uh, it's just it's just amazing and, and the other one is this the other thought is this what 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 was said to me then avoid all extremes God is all about teaching us judgments is the bible not just full, the Word of God, the, the testimonies of men is it not all just full of God trying to teach man judgments that we may know Him? It's like He wants us to understand judgment, to make a judgment. They, when they were trying to, the Pharisees, they were always trying to capture Jesus and what He said, the lawyers. They were trying to, they set up situations and then asked Him questions and were just always trying to trap Him in what He said. And they, they could not trap Him because of the judgments that He made. He was so holy and so righteous and, and his intent and purpose in all of his judgments were so right, so full of truth and justice and mercy and grace that they couldn't trap him because he's beyond everything and and that is what God is like continually trying to teach us, because if, if when I first started trying to sky, learning to skydive when I was flying on my belly if and learning to the input to fly and to balance myself with my arms and legs if god spoke to me then and said avoid all extremes that wouldn't have done me good it wouldn't have helped me in that place it wouldn't it would have actually been detrimental and it wouldn't have been the right answer for me although it would have been a greater truth that i did need to understand i didn't have the the context for it at that point i didn't have the understanding for it at that point i didn't have the grid for it or the framework it wouldn't have worked, and even when I found my legs and learning to, you know, do fly freely with my legs and, and have my hands free and do all this, it still wouldn't have been as valuable to me to for to understand the word avoid all extremes. That wouldn't have it wouldn't have been a it wasn't a good time for it. It was, it was important in that moment and in that time when I was flying in an extreme situation, when I needed that word, I needed that judgment. I needed to understand to make that judgment myself that Yahweh spoke to me in that time with that word. He's so flawless and pure and holy in His judgments and in, in His words to us. So I just want to end with that, with giving the honor that's due His name for for when He speaks to us and how He speaks to us. He's so holy and so wise. That's the verse. When Paul is talking about judgments again in Romans 11, he says, how unsearchable the depth and the riches and the knowledge of God, how unsearchable His judgments are towards us and His ways untraceable is what one of the things says. Um, God bless you today. And may we all hear and understand and honor the judgments of of Yahweh towards us. Shalom.